kind of hard for rice versus pasta because the only thing you could do so much with both. But I got to say, if I had to choose one, I'm choosing pasta. I think I choose rice, honestly. Um, I grew up with rice. I, I love pasta. I, I just like noodles in general. But especially for my background, being from the islands and shit like that, dude, I rice rice means a lot to my food diet. You know, I'm talking about like rice with beans, rice with chicken. Um, rice goes with everything. <laughs> as i only list i know <laughs> but yeah i don't know for me <laughs> but yeah I, I think i'd pick rice over pasta man i don't know pasta is just nice you can do a lot with pasta you can do a lot with rice yeah but the fact that the noodles make you feel more full when the the rice i don't know 10 minutes after eating some asian food i'm like okay what's next but after i eat some pasta some italian no food way. i'm ready to curve out that filled me up dude okay that, I have to agree with you there. Every single time I eat pasta, right afterwards, I'm ready to mm-hmm. curve. I don't, know, I don't even know what it is. Oh, I guess it's all the carbs in it. But uh, I, I be slumped whenever I eat pasta, especially when I eat like red sauce or like some either it's like spicy sausage or meatballs or whatever else. We're trying Damn, to this do, boy you know? cook. He keeps naming off the sauce, the meat, the man, watch. A couple herbs are about to come in next. Mm. Oh, a couple, a little, a little oregano, man. Toss, toss some basil on there for the sweet, a uh, little sweet taste. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, bro, how you doing? Ooh, it's been a long week. I was feeling hurt towards the end of the week. I had this little stomach thing going on. Damn, got me scared. But at the end of the day, I'm feeling good now. My body feels like it's recovering, so I'm feeling good. It's been a good week. I mean, we just hit, we just hit, we just hit the gym. I mean, you should mm-hmm. be feeling good, shit. Um, but that's good, bro. Uh, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, we ask each other this every week. Obviously, we talk outside the podcast. We already kind of know how we're feeling. But I think it's always nice to just, just, just check a check in on somebody. Like, how are you feeling today? Like, how how did your day go? Because it just gets you thinking, right? Like, what did I actually do today? Like, how do I feel? And honestly, today? we both did work together, but we didn't. Like, we were separated the whole time. So, how's your week go, Luigi? How are you doing? <sighs> man, I'm mm. tired. I don't know why that's been such a heavy theme in my life lately, but I've just been tired, man. Like, I've been exhausted. I haven't. I keep wanting to keep going, obviously, for because, you know, you, you just got to keep going. But I'm exhausted, bro. Like, I feel like I need a break. It was probably that fat bowl uh, of pasta. I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, it probably was that fat bowl of pasta mm-hmm. I just had. <laughs> but, I mean, no, nah, to, just, to, just to be honest, just to keep it real, uh, it's just tiring, man. There's just so much to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I think people who take on the whole world and just keep on working and just keep on trying to achieve all these things. When people like that say they're just high off life, that they're never tired, that they never stop going, like, I don't believe that. Like, you know, at some point in time, it all just have to hit you where you kind of need a break. And that's where I, I think I'm at right now. I, I need a break. Uh, but that's not even because things are going bad. You know what I'm saying? You just got a promotion. I'm working towards a promotion. I'm working towards all these things. You know, we have projects we're working on and stuff. So it's not necessarily that life is you know, bad right now, but at the same time, you can still need a break, even though things are going very well, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's good, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you're still pushing through, because honestly, that's some... Well, yeah, man, you know, because sometimes, even for me, like, if, especially when things are going good, I or going well, you know, sometimes I kind of want to take a trip out of town just to go clear my head and come up with some new ideas, some fresh shakes, and just kind of feel rejuvenated. I feel get out of so. Dodge. Man, I heard this customer say that today, and I was like, I don't think I know that reference, but I hear it all the time. <laughs> all the time. But that's what people mean. Like, I, I'm trying to get out of town. Like, I'm trying to go do something different. Just 
you know, like just I don't I I don't really know everything that goes into it, but you know. That's what's up. Um, and I mean, it's it's funny because we bring that up too. What do you mean that's what's up, bro? How am I gonna tell you? I need a break and I'm tired. You because you also said you were pushing through. Come on, I took the good. I took the well, good guess, from that. Uh, no, I guess that's true. I mean, you do got to keep pushing through. Um, I feel like a lot of times, you know, people people kind of get lost in the moment. Like people kind of lose their perspective and stuff like that. Um, and that, that's that's kind of what I kind of want to lead into anyway. Just perspective. I I was watching this video earlier uh, from the boy Kev on stage. And he posted this video about, like, pretty much how bad do you want it? You know, like, we started our own podcast, and you and I were talking about all the dreams and all the goals and everything we want to achieve with it. And then he goes and dropped that video talk about, you know, a lot of people don't even record 100 episodes for any podcast. 100? Um, 100 episodes, bro. And when he said that, I was like, 100 episodes? Because in my head, I didn't even, I don't know what the number I thought I don't know what number I was I was thinking in my head that it was gonna be as a threshold for us to really feel good in our shoes about this podcast, but I didn't think it was gonna be a hundred, maybe maybe twenty. Again, I don't really know exactly what I was trying to count, but when I heard that hundred, you know, then he started listing off how most people give up. You know, people are always waiting on something. Like a lot of it, you know, like kind of hit kind of hit hard because I could relate to a lot of it. Um, and again, it all came back to that perseverance, you know? I feel like that comes from a lot of jobs and everything what, or projects, whatever you're trying to get into. There's always going to be a threshold of people that quit. There just always is. And at the same time, if you're not ready to put in the work, then quit. Fuck it. There was a quote that was like, a lot of winners quit. They just do. And at the end of the day... What does that mean, though? I think there's a time and a place for everything. You should know when and where to quit. Like I was doing this, I was doing this summer thing where I was trying to get into real estate, right? And I'm thinking, dope, selling houses shouldn't be that hard. I like to talk to people. I like to sell. I can learn about houses. You know, every industry is just learning the lingo. But I was, I was with this mentor and he gives me the stat that 80% of people don't pass or at least don't even make a sale within their first year. And I was like, wow, this, this is a lucrative industry, but at the end of the day, it's not my passion. So why put in a whole year's worth of effort and not even see anything from it? So I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm out of here. I'm not going to go knock on doors to doors for something that isn't my passion. So I was out of it. So I think winners just know when to quit and not when to put their effort into things that aren't, aren't going to, or that are just going to take too much time and maybe won't show the results they want to see. When you first said that, I, I took it a little bit differently um, because... For me, you know, quitting is the last thing I'm ever going to do, no matter what I'm trying to work on. Because in my mind, or the way I see things, there's not much out there that I can't accomplish if I'm dedicated to it. And with that being said, I mean, if obviously, you know, like you said, real estate wasn't what you really wanted to pursue. But if you would have known that from the jump, then I, I don't necessarily see that as an opportunity where, you know, I, 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 mean, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. That winners know when to quit. Obviously, you got to know when something's not working. Obviously, got to know when to either change something or you know try something new. But I don't know if that if I've had considered the same situation as a winner knowing well, when to quit. Think about it more so this way. Let me more explain. Because not so much that I realized that it wasn't something I wanted to do. It was just supposed to be my side thing. If it was supposed to be my side thing, I was supposed to be able to put not that much focus in on it 
and be able to still push forward through it. But also focus comes with a thing that focus comes with a lot of attention and putting in a whole year's worth of effort for something where I would have to learn the industry. I would have to go door knocking. I'd have to pretty much really put in the dedication. I wasn't going to be able to focus on the other things. So this wasn't going to become a side thing. It was going to become more than that. And at that point, I'm like, it can't be more than that. But but see, I think that's where, you know, the point I brought in earlier about sometimes people, people forget, you know, where they're at. People get lost in the moment. Um, you know, it's kind of like when you were a kid, you want to So bear with me on this. So when you were a kid, you know, you knew one day you were going to have to have your own house, your own place, you know, to call home. Um, and as you get older, you actively work towards that, right? And at one point, people will get the first apartment, and then they're already thinking about the next place that they're going to be in, and automatically forget that as a kid, they never, it, it was never really like based on levels like that. They just wanted to attain something, and they just kind of went for it. But uh, the older you get, the more people kind of lose that focus. I feel and the like. focus is what it comes down to, because I really didn't have the time to put focus completely into that. And I think as a winner, you know what you want to put your main focus in. So what are you putting your focus on? And right, right now, now it's writing. I'm really trying to write an anime. I need to write an anime. I want a, I want an animation studio. And if I'm going to focus on one thing, it's that. It's just that. Man, and so, again, you know, kind of going back to what Kev said, are you, so for that anime studio you're trying to put together, are you ready to, not necessarily fail, but are you really ready to, you know, climb up that hill? Because doing anything creatively or in a creative space, either if it's anime, writing, podcast, music, no matter what, it's always an uphill battle. Not only because you're not the only person trying to do it, um, not only because you're not the only person with that current idea, but only because, you know, it's us. Whenever you're trying to build something, uh, it's always you against the world because the world's always going to try to tell you um, that it's not going to happen. So how do you how do you approach The way that? I'm taking it, you know the shorts off of Cartoon Network, like, shoot, what was the Finn and Jake? You know those little shorts that they started off as five-minute episodes and then people started really getting a fan base from it? And so now it's a 30 minute, uh, 30 minute show and got like seven seasons and it was just, it got a lot of love. So what I'm trying to do now is just write so many short animes to the point where it's like, wow, these are hella funny or whoa, that was hella deep or man, that, that character really grew so fast to the point where maybe you don't like the shorts, but either way, I'm still making my creative mind flow and I'm still trying to pull in as much fan base as I can along the way. So my 100 episodes are my 100 shorts, in a sense. So the, I, I guess the next thing I really got to ask, I think, you know, the the biggest drop-off for people, it's when either the hobby that they really cared about or the dream or job, whatever they really wanted to pursue, doesn't become lucrative. Like, it doesn't start making them millions of millions of dollars. Um, you know, so... I mean, it's one thing I've already expected with this podcast. Like, I don't think this podcast is something that's going to make me rich or, you know, like, not to say that there's not a possibility, but I'm not, but I'm not going to bed every night, waking up the next day, hoping for this podcast to become this million dollar business. Uh, so, but then again, a lot of people don't want to pursue their goals because it's not making them any money. So would you say your animation studio is something that you're not necessarily wanting to make money with? Like, it's really just a passion or is it something that if it's not, you know, paying for the bills in the long run, you're going to give up? Definitely on? the passion. Only because I love anime. Like, love anime. It's part of who I am. To the point where 
if I could just write them, and even if I just had people that read them, because I'll post them for free in the beginning, of course. So if I had people that just read them and were like, these are dope, or people that were like, oh, this is a black one. It has representation of me. This is awesome. This is what got me into anime. But what if that doesn't happen is what I'm saying. But what if that doesn't happen is what I'm saying. Because, I mean, you know, you see it all the time where people are actually pouring their hearts and soul into a project. And they're not really getting any, like, recognition for it. And it does kind of fade away. So what if that doesn't see, happen See, and that's where when people give up. Like, I was, talking to this, I was talking to this girl, and she told me she paints. And she goes... She goes, yeah, I've kind of given up on that because it wasn't making a lot of money. And in my head, I'm like, what? That's your passion, though. Like, if no one's buying your art, you made it for yourself. So at the end of the day, I hope I enjoy reading them. I hope I can go back and go, man, remember that character I wrote about that did this, this, and this? Or I based this character on you. You should read it. Or you have the same personality as Mike, as blah, 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 blah. To the point where I'm not going to know who my art is reaching or who it's affecting, but at the same time, I don't know if it's not affecting anybody. You know, I, I agree with you. I think people need to, one, enjoy the journey and the experience, um, because a lot of time people are living, they're living that the life that they've been wanting without even, one, realizing it or even asking for it. Um, again, once people stop looking at money as the end-all, be-all, We've already accomplished so many things that we wanted to accomplish since we were kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've already accomplished so many things that years ago we said we wanted to do. But people get so hung up on the smaller details like money that, you know, and before I keep on going, like, obviously, money means, money gets a lot of things done. Money is one of the biggest ways to follow your dreams. You know what I'm saying? It is a great motivator itself. Um, but at the end of the day, like people, a lot of times forget the journey, the experience, like, you know, people forget what they really wanted to do only because they're not getting paid for it. And I think that that really does. Mm -hmm. And being able to say like, yo, I've been writing for 10 years or I've been writing for 15 years and maybe never sold a copy. That's not the biggest thing. If I have three other things I'm doing that are trying to be money motivated, um, there's always going to be things that are money motivated. There's always going to be things that push you forward to support your family, support whatever you have around you that just needs supporting. But when it comes to how I want to be expressive and the, what's your passion, I feel like that's something that you don't have to monetize. If it becomes if it becomes a studio, I already have the name for it and everything. But if it becomes an animation studio, I get to promote. I get to promote it. I get to have new creators creating animation studios on there, like. I have my, you know, like Funimation pops up before shows or Toonami, like they have their own little animations. Netflix has their own animation. If I had my own little logo popping up on there, that would be amazing. That would be a dream. But right now, I just need the stories out there and I want to just make a bunch of stories. Man, you know, obviously, I hope it all works Best out thing for is you. Stay on track. We're going to keep grinding. Dude, we have to. And that's the thing about perseverance, you know, um, a lot of times you don't even really know what that perseverance looks like. You just know you got, you got to keep going. And that, at the end of the day, that's really all it takes. Like, are you going to give up? Or are you, or like Happy Feet say, bro, we prevail. And what, what, is, what does that really mean to you? It changes for everybody. Man, but I don't know. We could talk about this for hours, you know. And uh, it, this is one of those topics I will say, even for me, like there's so much that goes into it. That a lot of times I can't even start to wrap my head around what I'm even trying to say properly. 
Like, that's just how deep of a conversation it, it means for you to not give up on anything you're doing. Either your job, you know, like, personal relationships, no matter what it is. I mean, and I, I'm also not going to sit here and act like I've never wanted to give up on something. Are you, you know claiming, though, that you've never given up? I'm, no, okay. I've given up. Easily, I've given up. Um, I mean, how long have I been wanting to start a podcast? And how long did I spend telling myself that I'm either going to be wasting my time or that nothing's going to come from it? You know, like, one of the reasons why I'm so proud about my physical prowess now is because of all the times that I give up, you know, in the past. Is because of all the times that I was like, yeah, man, I'm about to start going to the gym and da 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 and I never went. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of jobs I've worked that I was like, oh, I cannot do this. Like, I need to quit, da 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 But I kind of held it down, or I quit, or I held it down to the next best thing. Um, so, no, I'm never going to sit here and say I didn't, I didn't give up or I never quit or anything because, again, it's because I've given up so many times that now I can cherish those things that i stay consistent with i feel that bro and it's deep especially when it comes to passions that's really where it comes to giving up on yourself don't give up on yourself you can't at the end of the day ever give up on yourself that's like breaking a promise you You just don't do that it is and that's the other thing too it always hurts you know like even when even when you try to convince yourself that nah like this ain't gonna be a da and you actually finally give up on it a, a little part of me, anyway, personally, always dies. Because I'm like, damn, but I actually really did want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Especially so. when it comes into self-sabotage and you just talk yourself out of it. Ugh, gross. Exactly. But on the other side of that is self-care. You know what I'm saying? Like, being able to hold yourself accountable and being able to work through all those things and being able to bounce back um is the other side of self-sabotaging. It, 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 re- it truly is self-care when you decide to invest all that you're wanting to invest into something you really care about. Self-care, man. Self-care is so broad. I feel like it's hella general. I mean, it is. You know, again, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Self-care could mean 7 billion different things. Um, but again, at the end of the day, it's what it means to you personally. So what does self-care mean to you? Hmm. Hmm. Man, well, I think I think self-care definitely means prioritizing yourself. Just prioritizing yourself. And for me, that's in multiple ways. That's multiple ways. Like Saturday nights, 7 p.m., One Piece drops. And I'm sitting there watching One Piece with my phone face down, not caring about who's hit me up. I usually got snacks or I got a fresh hot meal in front of me. Like I'm ready to just enjoy this episode. So enjoying yourself. Enjoying what you like to do the most and probably the biggest way or I guess the longest self-care thing I've been on is a hair journey. Like just growing out my hair. Mm. Explain that a little bit. Man. Well, you know how everybody says your hair is your crown? You got to wear that. You got to like Samson didn't cut his hair. And when uh, what's her name cut his hair, he lost his power. Just your hair is everything to you. And to me... Being able to grow out my hair, being able to twist it up, being able to see how long it's gotten from, man, I remember when I had a tiny little fro and I was like, man, my hair just won't get any longer. I didn't know my hair wasn't growing because I was combing it every day. And that was the reason it wasn't Mm. fucking growing. And then you realize, oh, 
You're supposed to put it in protective styles. You're supposed to... Bro, my sister sent me this meme one time. It goes... It was like when your brother finds out what hair products are. And with little rolly eyes. Oh! I was rolling. Was I was shit. dead. Only because I was like, man, I do be going up to her like, hey, I just got this new oil. Or, hey, I just got some flaxseed, blah, 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 blah. Or, hey, what should I do if I'm about to blow dry my hair? And she'd be like, oh, I've been do that. Oh, I've done, I, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, damn. Okay, well, why haven't you been putting your boy on? Like, you see me trying to grow out my hair? And, I don't know, it's just... The fact of being able to learn about different products, being able to put on hair masks, being able to deep condition and chill for 30 minutes while you fold laundry or read, all self-care. Oh, that shit is, no, yeah, that shit, that shit's, that shit's unmatched. I remember, well, I remember Um, when we were talking and we were talking about wearing a bonnet. (laughs) Wearing a bonnet. Bro, yeah, I wear, I wear my bonnet with pride. pride. You know what I'm saying? And, bro, I've been trying to put a, a lot of my homies on and which I tell them what I do. They don't do it, and they they're so confused on why this shit be looking crusty. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like the home, no, but for real though, <laughs> like they be like, man, like how do you keep your hair looking nice? I'm like, bro, I wear a bonnet. Like I don't just be sleeping on anything. Like I don't be putting my head head in everything, and I know exactly. how Yeah, to I could it. be drunk as hell. And then and then, bro, bro, and then they'll be like, yo, so how do I do that too? And I'll tell them exactly step by step. But then they won't do it because, bro, for some reason. Dude's masculinity gets so fragile when it comes to taking care of themselves. Like my nigga, why do you why do you pride yourself on looking dirty? Like I don't, you know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> like you tell a guy, like, and the thing is, they're asking a guy, and the guy gives them an answer, and they still don't think it's masculine. Like you go, yo, bro, how do you protect your hair? And I go, I wear a bonnet. And then you go, oh, I don't know about that, nigga. I just mm-hmm. told you, <laughs> like, I'm also a man who fucking wears that shit. Like you know what I'm saying? So, but anyway. Uh, I, I do like how you kind of brought up, you know, you always watching one. I know last week we talked about this too. I know you said, you know, on the 12th of every month you go out and you mm-hmm. treat yourself. So, and then you just brought up how you watch one piece on Saturday nights and you know, your hair journey. So do you have short and long-term self-care goals? Mm. Mm, man, man, that's, that's kind of deep because what's short on self-care? Cause I would think I would think cutting my nails is a short-term goal when I just like, man, my nails are long. You know what I mean? Uh, when it comes to just even like mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. But at the same time like that, yeah, the 12th of every month would be like a time where I do a face cleanse or something like that. And that's more of a long-term goal of just keeping myself, I don't know, maybe that's more a scheduling. But long-term wise, oh yeah, I think long-term wise would always be getting closer to my family. That would be what it is. Because I feel like there's always yeah. issues where it comes to family-wise or always some dysfunction in everybody's family to the point where the longest self-care can be getting closer with the people who are your blood. The people who mm-hmm. care about you. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you? What's I, the short-term, long-term? I agree long-term? with you on that one. Oh, man. Honestly, my, my self-care changes week by Damn. week. Um... For me, well, ultimately, I mean, you've already kind of said it. Self-care for me is just taking care of yourself. And for me, that changes week by week. You know, uh, while for a large part of my self-care is just having personal time, self-care for me could be, damn, I haven't had a steak in two weeks. I really want one right now. 
Like to me, that that's a little that's a little trip down the self care lane. You know what I'm saying? Like just feeding myself what I really want to eat, or you know, like I want to fucking like trim my facial hair. You know, do a face mask, like do the nose trim, like whatever it is. Like to me, that's self care too. And I might not do those on the same day or in the same week, but again, it changes week by week by whatever I need. But for me, self care. It's really that time where I'm using whatever I'm doing, either cooking, cleaning, uh, taking a trip, going down to California. You know, no matter what it is that I'm doing, it's for me to go clear my head. You know, like I have a lot of thoughts that run through my head. And when I'm able to sit down and finally get it, either get it all off my chest or process all of it and just get in my own vibe, to, for me, that's a lot of, that's self-care. Um but again, it changes for everybody. Like I know some friends who, for them, self-care is being around other friends. I know some people who just want to be by themselves. Um, and I know some people, self-care to them is being in a routine that never changes. So, I don't know. Oh, man. I swear, when you got that laundry day and someone tries to kick it on laundry day, oh, it's the hardest decision because you already know. It, but I already told you, man, for me, especially in my routine... Like, you gotta, it gotta make a whole lot of sense for me to, to change out of my routine. Like we talked about last week, when I'm getting ready to go work out, I'm getting ready to go work out. You gotta, you gotta come up with the fucking world's greatest proposition on what it is we're getting ready to do for me to change those plans. Uh, and I think, you know, self-care should operate the same way. When it's time for you to take care of yourself or for you to do things that make you happy and comfortable, you shouldn't necessarily... Like, nothing should change that. Yeah, especially when it's about being about yourself. So why bend over backwards for somebody else? Man, people do it all the time. Um, There is, I mean, again, it's one of those things that we're, you know, we're sitting here trying to talk like we aren't affected by these things. But that's far from the truth. Um, I mean, even before we recorded this podcast, the reason why we wanted to talk about these things is because we actively have to juggle these things in our lives, you know? Um, so, again, it, it's just one of those yeah, things. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not. Like, even if it's trying to come off, even if we're coming off as it's easy, it's not. Like, everyone goes through those struggles. Man, it's not. And the other thing is, I remember I was on uh, social media today, and honestly, this was such a, a breath of fresh air because this girl had posted this picture and I didn't even know this, you know, and she had moved to California like a year ago. And she was in, in the caption, she go, I just moved to California, da, 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 da. You know, from everything I've posted online, you guys would think my life is going great. It's nothing but joy and happiness. But honestly, it's been far from. And obviously, you know, the rest kind of just went into mm-hmm. detail, you know, about her real experience. And I was really glad she posted that because, you know, she and... Not to say that she's superficial herself, but from a uh, outsider's look, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything's going great for this woman. Like, everything about her life is perfect, you know what I'm saying? But for her to come out of her comfort zone and just really lay it out and just let you know that, like, shit's not sweet, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, this really kind of brought it home for me. And I was glad that people are still able to have those humbling wow, moments. Wow, that's actually impressive, especially the post on social media where it's supposed to be the best of the best or like the highlight reel. But people feel that way all the time. People feel that way all the time and they refuse to talk mm-hmm. about it. And I think we need to start to. 
Yeah, I've definitely been trying to use social media as a as a self-care routine too. Try to make it more, at least Instagram-wise, as a video log or a photo a photo log of just ways I'm able to use a photo and my feelings and get them out. Like, I don't really care who's affected by it. It's just my way of expressing some emotions I'm going through to get them out and be like, cool, that is how I resemble with this picture and this song. Like, Dude, exactly. And I mean, for me, especially on, uh, I'm very camera shy. So that's something I'm trying to work mm-hmm. on too. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I definitely do want, want, because a couple weeks ago, like I was just in one of those moods and I wasn't really talking to nobody. And because I wasn't really active on, on some platforms and I wasn't really reaching out to nobody, like people got worried. And I feel like if I was able to provide them with a little bit more like substance online, I guess, like that they kind of have a better track record that I'm doing okay when I'm doing okay and stuff like that. It's kind of wild how you bring that up. Like, and we use social media as a pulse for people to just say, okay, they're, they're still doing something. You have to. I mean, shit, dude. Like, I haven't posted an Instagram since, I think, 2016, Ooh. dude. And people people really did think that, like, low-key is this man. Like, I had friends who thought I didn't even live in the U.S. anymore. Wow. I, I, it, like, even with how crazy that fucking sounds. Like, I told them I was, like, still here, and they're like, oh, my God, like, you are? And I was like, yeah, man, what the <laughs> fuck? So, I mean, it's important. You know, it's the little things. Um, that because that's the other thing too. Like things that might not matter to you matter to other people like a whole bunch. And communication's a two way so. street, so they could have always hit your line. Man, I'm terrible at communicating. Are you? They do. But that's the other thing. That's the other thing. My friends will hit me up. They'll text me, and honestly, like as shady as it is, and I don't, I really don't do it on purpose. I might or might not reply. I'm terrible at communicating. I don't fucking. At know least you I know. Do. I mean, like it, it is, you know, because like a homie will hit me up, and I don't fucking know. Two, three days will go by, and I'll be like, "Damn, I never responded." <laughs> I try, I try hard not to, but at the same time, I'm always busy. I think that's that's the other part of it too. Like I, I'm always doing something, and not to say that I'm like, you know, me always being busy is not me saying that I'm always, you know full on always out the door da, 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 da. but i do always have something i'm trying to get done and if our plans aren't aligning you know for that to still happen that's why you might not hear from me because i am still trying to get some shit done that's okay a version of self-care too being just about yourself and what it you're is. trying to get done it is you have to you know and not everyone's going to understand that but it just is what it is man sounding sober-minded uh i what you mean by that? Sober-minded, like sensible. You're able to, you're able to just think with a clear head and not act out. You know, the opposite being the opposite. Every being now and then. Oh, man, no, I I feel you. You know, we're gonna take this a kind of a kind of in a different direction. What about being sober-minded, sober-minded in the workplace? Mm. Or actually just in life in general. Because I feel like as a black person, we always have to be sober-minded. Because the minute we're not, there's there's a long list of things that we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, the minute somebody tests for patience and we do lash out in any way that doesn't show us as being some sober-minded niggas, bro. Like, we lose out a lot in that, that moment. That sucks to always have that judging eye on you all the time. All the time. But do you know what yes. I mean, though? You know, like, it's like, you know, you at work... 
uh, and then you just hear some out-of-pocket shit, and you really just want to react, but you know people aren't going to take your reaction for what it is. They're going to, it's always going to be like, man, that aggressive black person. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you're like, man, if they're going to assume that, let me just take it to full hundred real quick. Man, mm-hmm. I had this. I had this guest one or time call me. Them us, so- I had this guest call me boy one time, right? And oof, that mm-hmm. word, that word just made me realize. Like I was like, dude, I'll smack you right now. I'll just like bink right, right in your face, just bink. And what, what, what's about to happen? Right? What's about to happen? You're about to go home with a black eye. Like I'm not about to do nothing. Just go home. So at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta, ah, you gotta filter. It sucks. It sucks. You got to hold it back. You do have to filter. And that's a really big difference between being a super-minded dude or being a f- or having that nigga moment. You feel me? Because, I mean, and again, like, it's crazy because no matter how many times you can have, you can be sober-minded, you know, no matter how many times you keep your, 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 you know, like, your composure, like, no matter how many times people try to push a button but you never lash out, all of that goes out the window. For the one time you decide to indulge mm-hmm. in that nigga You just become a stereotype. All of it. You just become a stereotype. And I mean, that applies to so many people of color, you know what I'm saying? Because you got the, you know, like, if a black woman were to try to, you know, tell you just how it goes, then you're for sure going to call her an angry yep. black woman. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, the, I don't even fit, it, there's just, the, again, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, it's even small situations when we're at work. And a Spanish speaker comes in, and the boss got to run and go find a Spanish-speaking nigga to talk to the Spanish speaker. Like, like at least for me personally, um, you got to stay sober-minded in that moment because you could be like, bro, just because I'm fucking Spanish doesn't mean I want to talk to some nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, just because I'm Spanish does not mean I want to be your fucking uh, Rosetta Stone for Spanish speakers whenever they come into the fucking office. Like, leave me the fuck alone, bro. You know? But you can't say that. So... Like, it's such a fine line to walk, and honestly, I'm still not good at it. Yeah, I don't think, it's something that I feel like will take so much experience. We gotta be old geezers and be like, man, you see that way that young boy acted? And be like, I would have done the same thing, I don't know. The reason, Mm -hmm. though, was sober-minded was in my head. I was chilling watching this movie this week, uh, One Night in Miami. It's about Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali, and Jim Brown, bro. Uh, if bro, if you're black and you have not seen that movie, my eight-year-old nephew recommended it to me. Bro, I was about to say you just found out about that movie. Okay, and how long ago did it come out? I'm pretty sure it was this year. I'm pretty Actually, sure, yeah, it's brand new. Damn, I I, I haven't seen the movie. I've yeah, that's why I can't hold it. I can't hold it against YouTube, anybody. So. But at the same time, if my eight-year-old mm-hmm. nephew recommended it, go see that movie. It's all it is is a deep conversation. Bro, the kids are getting wise. They are. The kids are getting Damn. wise. Damn, they're growing up fast. Man. But what about the movie though? Like what what was your takeaway so from the movie? They man, there was just this moment where Jim Brown was with like his old coach or something, and he was at the person's house, and the old dude's like, Yeah, man, uh, you did great on the field. Um, if you need anything, I mean anything, you come talk to me. I made sure everybody on this block or everybody in town knows that you're good. Don't worry about it. Because, you know, this is like, you know, this is a Jim Crow era. Like, shit ain't safe. Um, but he was like, no, don't worry. We got you. So then the old guy had to go inside and uh, move some furniture. And he goes, hey, let me help you with that. 
And he goes, oh, oh, don't worry. I don't need that. You know, we don't let niggas in the house. And I'm like, oh, oh, like, oh, at the end of the day, you don't let niggas at the end of the, the day, we're walking with this skin no matter what. So we have to be mental with it 24 seven because we're not. It sucks because you brought up the fact uh well, we had this conversation about like being uh, the Uncle Tom or whatever. But when you're the person that brings up the black issue, for some reason, it becomes the deepest topic that anyone's ever talked about. But at the end of the day, what? Man, always. Like, get always. through that shit. Talk about it. Learn about it. Because we might call out some white stuff. And if you're not able to talk about it, be about it, then why do we have to be sober-minded during our conversations? Very true. And, you know, talking about, talking about you know, the whole Uncle Tom thing, which, you know, we're not even really going to get into. But on the other side of that is... You know, and this is this is gonna be so wild to say, but it's it's that Jay Z is the Jay Z. Uh, I don't even I don't even know if I'd call it a dilemma, but it's it's that bringing everybody out the struggle dilemma. It's the you can't be a black person and just be winning for yourself. You got to be winning for the entire culture. You know what I'm saying? Um, and again. We just got to be very careful about how we re- really approach this because as black men, we do have a duty to uplift our community. But you know what I don't like as a black man? It's the pressure to uplift our community. It's the pressure that we can't just do our thing and it just be our thing. You know what I'm saying? Because people will talk about like people like Jay-Z. I remember I was seeing this tweet the other day and people were like, man, Jay-Z forgot where he came from. How this man going to go from you know, hating the man to being the man, da 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 And I, I just really had to take a step back and think about it. I was like, and it really just had to ask myself, what did I expect from Jay-Z? Mm. You know, why why did I expect so much from Jay-Z? And I only expect so much from Jay-Z because he's a fucking black man. I don't know white people. Like, you've never heard a white person sit in a classroom go, man, I wish Bill Gates would come through and give me a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? But you always hear niggas being like, man, if Jay-Z was a real one, he'd come back to the hood and give everybody money. You know what I'm saying? Like, See, and that goes back to the movie and- when these four black men are being able to talk and like have this deep conversation. You know Malcolm X on his um, Black Power um, and he's preaching out here and he was telling Jim Crow, he was like, or Jim Crow, fuck. <laughs> he was telling Jim Brown um, that you guys are our biggest weapons. And he's like, who, what? I ain't nobody's weapon. Sometimes, as long as you keep winning, no one can say shit. And I'm just trying to win right now. So why do I have to carry everyone's weight on my shoulder if I'm just trying to win? Exactly. And that's uh, that, that's what I'm saying, you know. We already have so much on our fucking shoulders. We already have so much you're trying to tackle, so much you're trying to dismantle, so much you're trying to build. That I don't think it's always fair that you know i mean but as black men we grow up with that everything we're told that we do is a reflection of our black mm-hmm. skin how we act how we eat how we play how we fight how we no matter what it is that we do is a reflection of us being black you know so now when you become successful no matter what that means to you you automatically have to turn around and give to your community like and in a sense it's before you even well for yourself and that's just what I'm talking about because, you know, philanthropy is a great thing. Me and my own life, I want to do philanthropy yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it can't be it can't be at the at my expense. It can't be because I'm entitled. I have to because as a black man, it's the only way forward. No, because sometimes I do want to win for myself. Sometimes I want to sleep with my own trophies and not you know what I'm saying like and not really worry about anybody else. Obviously, like I want to work and put my mama, uh, you know, set my mama up straight. I want to fucking build. I want to work. I want to make things happen. But it can't be a Jay-Z dilemma where the minute I become successful and I don't turn around and go back to the hood and feed 12 million people, that now I'm like out of touch. And I bet there is stuff Jay-Z is doing. Like, you can't... I bet through there's something he's doing that's giving back. And for you to say, but what is he doing for me? Come on now. Come on now. Because I'm sure he's doing something. That's not fair. It's, it's just not fair. And that's fair. where it comes back to perspective. Um, you, can't, you can't just expect someone to hand you... A bone, just because just because you're a black male and they're a black male, you just can't. And we're not. And the, the thing is, we're not sitting here saying that just like what well, black people are out here doing. That's not what we're saying nope. at all. You know, but at the same time, it's something that we see throughout the industry and throughout our own communities a lot. Like that, the minute you get a dollar, you're supposed to turn around and give ninety nine cents of that away. Mm. And I just I just don't see it. That, I just don't see it making much sense. And, you know, again, it's just another one of those things that even though we're talking about it right here, right now, and kind of denouncing it, I have done. Of course. You know of what I'm course. saying? And, I mean, I guess even the best example of that is when Obama was president, you know? Like, the minute we had a black whoa, man whoa, in whoa, office. Whoa, 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 and... whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we talk slander about Obama. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not slander okay, about okay. Obama. It's not slander about Obama. The minute Obama got into office, every black person just automatically, like assumed every black life was just going to improve 10 times over and when that didn't happen they pretty much just fucking shamed that nigga you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying and i was just beefing because i wanted to be the first black president so i was like okay i can't do that but other than that (laughs) (laughs) but you know i'm saying like when you know i don't know like you you hear that side of the conversation too it's like man what did obama do for his own people like that like did he really do anything for that? Da, 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 da. And I don't know. Like, why couldn't he just have been the first black president? And we were just not like we we're just happy with that. But why? Why on the other side of that coin does it have to be such a negative, you know, connotation mm-hmm. with it? Mm-hmm. Because he didn't uplift, you know. Because after him, there wasn't twelve more black president. I mean, there's a female black president, right, or vice president, but still, there's a female vice president half black so something's changing and the changes a change comes every time so that first step isn't gonna make everyone's life better but at the end of the day it made the biggest change like it was a catalyst for so much and honestly this just brings in winners because obama was a winner for the black community jay-z's a winner for the black community like honestly it's just about being a winner it is it is and sometimes we got to still remember that those winners are still people and that they probably still do got their own shit that they're trying to deal with. So. Honestly, bro. We're talking about... Yeah, we, go ahead. We got to shout bro. out a winner. That's what we got to do. We got to we gotta bring some bring some love, bring some some praises. Like, everyone hates. Um, everyone's out here knocking people down, knocking down the hustle, asking what else are you doing. Man, there was a J. Cole freaking line where... Someone was like, oh, my God, you do so much for the community. And he had to think, like, but do I? But forget that. Let's shout out a winner. You got a winner of this week? 
Man, honestly, my winner of this week goes back to the video I told you I watched earlier uh, from mm -hmm. Kev. So my winner of the week is probably Kev on stage, yeah. man. Um, only because I've been watching this man's journey for as long as I, I can remember. Um, and this man is just doing great things. And just to keep it real, the reason why I picked this man as a winner of the week is because this man has made me feel comfortable to do my own shit online. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because like, a lot of times when you're trying to build a portfolio, when you're trying to work on projects, when you're trying to do a lot of things, you really kind of get scared about how people are going to react to it. And you kind of get stuck in your own head just about just about what you're doing in general. But this man just, he just goes out there and he just does it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it. this man is getting so far with what he's doing because he's so genuine with it. I, I was watching uh, his, uh, and I think his like, singing challenge episode today, earlier in the afternoon. And there was like a part where mm -hmm. the uh, the uh, guest star was like, yo, just just do it. Just let me hear you sing it. Like, who cares about whatever it sounds like? Because the worst that's going to happen is you're going to sound bad. So let me just hear it. And then they just went out and they exactly. did it and it sounded amazing um, just to see them try. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, this man started out like in, I mean, he's, I'm sure he still works with these people. But again, I've followed this man from day one. Um, him and the other guys he used to work with. But just to see his progression now to owning his own studio space, um, putting on all this like great quality content on his own app. Again, like it made me, it made me feel so bad that I doubted myself so many times, you know, or I've doubted myself as many times as I have doubted myself because someone like him is showing you just exactly how you do it. Like you just go out there and you just fucking do it. And that's why for me, he's the winner of the week because like he said, a lot of people give up so quick on their goals and their dreams and stuff like that. So when you see somebody who's able to climb those different benchmarks but still remind you that shit's not easy that's a winner for me right there that is a winner and i agree kev definitely is a winner i think personally if i had to choose a winner for this week it'd have to be elon musk that man is a wild wild and at the end of the day he's <laughs> i don't know if if you know i think you gotta know something about you elon musk ass. look at you look at you getting no Oh, oh, blushy about Elon, Elon Musk. Well, he had a clubhouse the other day, and he was talking about, they asked him a question where they were like, yo, um, for an entrepreneur that needs some inspiration, what would you let him know? And you know me, I went to school for entrepreneurship. Like, I consider myself an entrepreneur. And this man goes, if you need words of inspiration, what are you doing? And I was like, damn. 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 Yes, what? bro. It was filthy. He was like, he was pretty much like, shut the fuck up. Like, go out there and do it. That's pretty much all he was saying. And this man is so wild because if you look at his track record, he has a whole bunch of L's. Just a whole bunch of fails. Um, He's been trying and trying at the end of the day. Bro, man was fired from being CEO of PayPal while on his honeymoon. Like, what? Ah, what? Damn. But at the end of the day, he he posts memes about a cryptocurrency and ends up making fucking a million dollars, probably more, just from doing that. Like this dude is doing so much, not only for himself, for his company, but for the community as a whole. And it's just his passion he's pushing forward. So why not? Why not? 
No, yeah. That is the one thing I appreciate about Elon Musk. Um, he does keep working. He keeps putting out innovative ideas. He he just keeps... Bro, that's the... It just seems to be the key to success. Just do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you want. And not caring about who's... Like, just not stick caring to about it. who's in just the Just stick to it. Mm-hmm. Just stick to that shit. And keep pushing forward. And something's bound to click. That's what me and all the homies have been talking about lately. We've all been working on all these projects. We've all been doing all these sorts... You know, all these side hustles and whatever else you want to call it and something's bound to click so just keep at it wow something's bound to click man mm. it has to mm. man i'm feeling good right now i'm feeling good too bro honestly like i said the energy's been fle- fleeting lately but i'm trying to hold on to it bro. i'm trying to grasp everything i can like i'm trying to keep moving forward so let's end this on a light note we're moving into Guy Cock. Let's tell let's tell yeah, let's tell some stories. Oh, some let's stories. Some, let's tell some stories. <sighs> I feel like we haven't really gotten to tell these people any of our stories, man. We need Talk, to. I got a good story. <laughs> a recent story. All right, man. Leave that shit. Go ahead. Go oh ahead. Oh my god. Dog, to everybody listening out there, bear with me. But I went to Vegas this weekend, right? Just a little quick trip. Went out to see a friend. Excited. Haven't been anywhere in a while. Just out, just going out. But, you know, I'm taking a flight by myself. And on that flight, I'm feeling kind of sick, right? Because I told you I was feeling sick at the end of this week. And so my stomach's feeling queasy. I'm like, all right, let me go to the bathroom. I get up, I head to the bathroom. And the way I take my flights, I take my shoes off. So I keep my shoes off. I'm walking barefoot through the aisle, like feeling good. Um, Oh, I guess my stomach's feeling weird. But other than that, I'm feeling good, like, Walking down, I head to the bathroom, close the door behind me. And as I go to close the door, I lock it shut, right? Boop. As I lock it shut, there's a little bit of green left. And you know how it's supposed to be red? There's a little bit of green. And I look at it and I make note of that. I'm like, why the fuck is that still green? And I was like, ah, it must be whatever. Maybe it's just the coloring's off. Maybe it's my angle, whatever. My stomach hurts. Let me throw up real quick. So I go to the toilet. I'm yakking just blah, 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 like yakking. I'm all done yakking. I'm like, all right, whatever. Now I got to take a shit. You know, as one does, I turn around and take a shit. He said, now I got to take a shit. (laughs) So I'm over here chilling, like sit on the toilet. (sighs) Just about to start. And guess what happens? Guess what fucking happens? The door jiggles. As the door jiggles, boop, the door (laughs) fucking opens. The door opened, right? And the baddest bitch on that airplane, not to call women bitches, but the baddest fucking bitch on that airplane, peeked her head as she opened the door. I'm sitting there feeling sick. I just threw up. And she, I'm like, oh my fuck. Ugh. Like I'm woofing. And she's like, oh, closes the door. And I just locked that shit ah, shut hella hard. And I was like, man, close that damn door. But I was, I felt so bad. And at the Man, I was riding by myself, so I couldn't even go tell anybody. So I'm over there sitting there like, did that really just happen? Or am I tripping? Did that yeah. really just happen? Man, why does that always happen, bro? It, it's it's one of those things that you're walking by the hell of a fine group of girls, and then for some fucking reason you decide to trip. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it always happens. Like, you make an eye contact with somebody and you're just walking. Like, trying to act all cool, trying to act like you know what you're doing. 
And for some reason, you just fucking kick rocks. Or, you know, or your feet drag or some shit like that. It always happens. I wouldn't feel too bad about it, bro. Um, honestly. Oh, no, I'll never I see that like... girl again. But if she remembers this story, and hit me. Hit me. <laughs> girl, if, if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. reach out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel you. Oh, man. Embarrassing story. What you been through? I know you probably have a couple. Ugh. God damn. I have so many. <laughs> it's hard to pick which one, bro. I mean, damn. What's my most embarrassing story? Man, Luigi's been through some stuff. This dude over here. Man, you know. Damn. I really can't even think of, think of one right now. But, just I mean, just to, just to fucking leave it lightly, bro. I mean, I've done it all. Uh, when it comes to embarrassing moments with women, um, I've I've been in a date night before at my own house when I went to the bathroom, and for some reason my stomach wasn't feeling too well, uh, and you know how to take a shit, and it was a real loud shit, and for some fucking reason my music decided to stop working right when I started taking a shit, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Like we over here, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, bro, I, I on purpose. Turned the music up. I was like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Sat down. For some reason, this shit just stops working. And then all you hear is, I'm like, oh, fuck. So I come out. Bro, I I even came out. I looked at her. (laughs) She looked at me. And she really had to be like, yeah, I heard all that. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know? (laughs) Dog. I've had that moment. Bro, I've had moments where... uh, you know, I was I'd be kicking it with a girl and we'd be like getting nasty and shit. You know, and then like yeah, there was this one time, bro, in Christmas. Uh I was hooking up with this girl and we went back to like her old place, like her old house, like family's house or whatever. And we're getting nasty and shit. And then her dad drove by and like just saw her riding dick low key. So, you know, there's those moments as well. Gross. And I told you about Damn. the moment yesterday, bro. I know, I know. I told you about the moment yesterday, um, when I accidentally took a shit <laughs> on a girl's bed, but not on purpose. I know. You took a you took an accidental shit on her bed. No, accidental shit on her bed. I I don't even want to get into that one. Um, but my favorite one is this one time, uh. Bro, like, I don't know, like, this girl, this girl came through, she puked in my toilet, puked in my bed, puked on the floor, Damn. got butt-ass naked, slept in, bro, yeah, she just puked everywhere, I was hella sober, <laughs> <laughs> and she just went to bed, bro, woke up the next day, and that was just that, I was just like, fuck, like, this was the very first time hanging out, you just kind of puked everywhere, but alright, have a good day. <laughs> so, man, I got a shit ton of fucking stories of shit that's not ending well. I think it's a track record at this point. Ah, oh, man, they're just going to keep coming, too, more and more. It's experience. I know. Oh, what a life we what live. What a life we live. Bro, what episode is this? I think it's like episode four. I don't know, but we ain't getting tired. We still going. We got 96 more to go. We ain't getting tired. We got 96, 96 more to go. Oh, my God, 100 episodes. 96 podcasts. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a whole lot of talking. But honestly... I appreciate everybody who's still here rocking real, with us. For real, especially in these early episodes. It's only... 
yeah, it's only four episodes. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? We're still working on the kinks. We're still working on a whole lot of shit. But we're just out here working to bring you guys quality, premium content. Mm. Mm. Tune in next week, y'all. You know what I'm saying? For a whole new episode. Episode number, number five. five. Then we got 95 more number to five. go. Come on. Get at us. Man, we appreciate every one of you. Fuck. My name is Ibiza once Honestly. again. My name is Luigi. I'm your host. Follow with the us most. on socials. And y'all already know what this is. Y'all, oh yeah, we haven't really been plugging, but follow us mm-hmm. on socials. Link up with us. Send us messages. Honestly, if there's shit y'all, you guys want us to cover in the podcast, questions, stories, no matter what, just That'd let us dope. know. That'd be dope. Let us know. And y'all already know what this is. This is the winning the podcast. The winning podcast. We out. Deuces.